Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hi. Hi, Desi. Good morning. Good morning. I don't know why I'm so tired this morning. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Well, I guess a lot of people are looking to go out tonight with their Valentine, but (laughs) I want to know, I want you to know, one place you should not take your Valentine is McDonald's. Why? It was voted the second worst place for a first date, and I'm guessing a Valentine's date as well. (laughs) Um, This was a poll that was done, um, or wait, no, someone asked... I guess there's a Reddit board called No Stupid Questions. And this person asked what would be a good first date and whether or not McDonald's would make a good first date. And the replies were very negative. One person said, if you were 12 or 13 years old, yes, then you can go to McDonald's for a first date. And a lot of people felt the same way. Uh, Over the course of a few days, the 11,000 members all decided that this was one of the worst locations you could pick as far as a first date goes, I think I'd, I'd kind of be impressed because I'd be like, really? Well, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would be happy about it, but I would be impressed by the sheer hubris of that person. Right. So the other ill-advised dates um, are staying home, going to a parent's house for dinner. I mean, maybe that's weird for a first date. For a first date, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, McDonald's at least isn't your parent's house. <laughs> it's still look I'm sorry however you feel about McDonald's the atmosphere there is not very romantic you don't really feel like you can hang out there and talk for a long time yeah right I mean maybe you could be like let's have McDonald's for our first date but let's go eat it somewhere else or let's go somewhere and then we'll get McDonald's at 2am that's cute see you yeah. have to have a set there has to be a diff- a lo- another location or there's some there's some reason for it Possibly. Yeah. Like you're, you only eat McDonald's. Well, <laughs> could you date someone who only ate McDonald's? That would be um, difficult for me. I couldn't do it because I like to go to restaurants so much. And that would probably be an indication that they're, maybe they smell like grease. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe they're bad at fucking. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like that's a child's palate. Yeah. So are they going to want to put anything else in their mouth that's not from McDonald's? Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Um, Speaking of food, this little boy, six years old, ordered $1,000 worth of food from Grubhub. He did? Yes. By accident? Well, he ordered it. Um, So this is from the Huffington Post. This kid, uh, he is from Michigan. He ordered a $1,000 tab, a smorgasbord of food to his house. The dad, Keith Stonehouse, said the food piled up quickly at this Detroit area home on Saturday night after his son Mason used the cell phone to play a game before bed and then went on Grubhub nice. and ordered some food. What, what do you order? I'm going to tell you. Yes. So he said the dad said he was alone with his son while his wife was at the movies when Mason ordered 
salad, shawarma, chicken pita sandwiches, chili cheese fries, and jumbo shrimp. <laughs> Wait, from one place? Um, hold on a second. I'll get to it. So the dad said this was like something out of a Saturday Night Live skit. He's like, I don't really find it funny yet, but I can laugh with people a little bit. It's a lot of money and it came out of nowhere. He said his son ordered food from so many different places that Chase Bank sent him a fraud alert <laughs> declining a $439 order from Happy's Pizza. But <laughs> Mason's $183 order of jumbo shrimp from the same restaurant went through and arrived at the family's home. Uh, I, I appreciated the jumbo shrimp order. $183 worth of shrimp. Yes. So he, the dad said he took the arrival of a few orders of food for him to realize what was going on. By that time, there was nothing he could do to stop the orders from coming. Uh, Kristen said that Mason is extremely intelligent and has been reading since he was two and a half years old. He's very smart. He's not your average six-year-old. Well, I mean, he I did mean, order he, a lot of food. I, I don't mean, know that's smart. Yeah, he just, <laughs> he just knows how to use Grubhub. Yeah, so the husband apparently had ordered Grubhub to order dinner that night, and it was probably the app had been left open, and that's right. how the son got onto it. Uh, they had a talk with Mason and told him that he couldn't do that. Uh, he's like, I don't think he grappled the concept at first. Um, so they went into his piggy bank and said, here's $115, or you have to save $115 to show him how much money. But Grubhub actually did um, give the family... Uh, credit for this food so they don't have to pay for it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And we all get a little cute story about Mason. What did they do with the food when it came? Um, It didn't say, but I hope they donated it. Yeah. You can't possibly eat that much food. No. I mean, I could do the shrimp maybe, but I'm not going to eat like 10 shawarmas. <laughs> right. And like, right. The, right. Um, this might interest you. You can buy Walter White's undies. The signature undies. That oh, he I, know wore the in the I know the underwear. I know. I know the under. I know the undies, Desi. So, where can I buy them? If you're looking to add something unique to your Breaking Bad collection, you can get these tidy whiteies um, from an auction site, Prop Store, one of the biggest film and TV entertainment memorabilia auction specialists, is auctioning off these iconic undergarments worn by Brian Cranston. In the season premiere, or the series premiere of Breaking Bad. Now, they're the actual underwear he yeah. wore. These are all white briefs, and they're expected to fetch around $5,000. Look, those are... That's pretty cheap. I just want... I mean, that is pretty Look how cheap. clean they are. This I is thought from they'd be a little TMZ? more dusty. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but those underwear in the premiere, they're so, like... Stretched out and, gre <laughs> and greasy looking. That what, is gross. What would you do with them? Yeah, frame them I, I, in like a shadow box. You'd have to frame them. <laughs> yeah, because that's what you else. do with memorabilia. Like, what do they even smell like? Well, they look pretty clean and white. They must have washed them. Because that's a dusty scene. It's and I remember them being a little more dirty looking. I just remember them being like a little worn out. And yeah. it was very dusty because they're in the desert. They weren't that tight. They were a little loose. They were yeah. loosey whiteies. Because you could uh, picture the ball slipping out. Yeah. The, the leg hole. At, at any moment. At any moment. Yeah. So let me see them again. I already closed that tab. Sorry. Wow. They're very pristine white, though. They did not look 
like I honestly I'd prefer them dusty and dirty like they were in the the episode. Like they have some character to them. Well, like then it's more of a prop. Yes. If you've watched watched it, it's like, well, that's just underwear. Yeah. <laughs> from the store. We want them with the seasoning. I want the seasoning. Absolutely. This is disgusting. <laughs> seasoning. Seasoning is always gross when it's used for body parts. Yeah. <laughs> like or undergarments. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's what that's what guys want, right? They want the underwear that you wore when they buy it. It's that not, ladies wore? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of like course. when people buy the underwear, they're like, I want to have a used pair. They want seasoned underwear. Don't wash it. <laughs> not that I know uh, personally, but I'm, I'm, I think that's sure, common that knowledge. Know. <laughs> uh, anyway, DM me if you <laughs> want some seasoned. Do Desi. not. Do not. Do not. Um, so a lot of people sent us this story, and it is a, it's a few weeks old, but I want to I talk about it. This is a cat named Bruno who was returned to the shelter for being too affectionate. I can't believe this story. This is truly the saddest, one of the saddest cat stories for some reason to me, just because that's my dream, an affectionate cat. Most people want an affectionate cat. So this cat was returned to a New Jersey shelter. This is from USA Today, great newspaper. Mm. (laughs) Best, Best news. For being too affectionate. Um, he he arrived to the Montville Animal Shelter in November. Um, the pre, the children of his previous owners were allergic to him. Two months later, he was adopted by a single mom and a young daughter. Um, they were looking for a pet, and when they brought him home, uh, they said he was just a little too close for comfort. Come on! They complained that he followed them around everywhere. He would headbutt them, trying to get pets. Aww. Uh, he always wanted to sleep with them. Come on. Can you imagine saying this out loud and being like, God, I sound like a fucking asshole. You know what? Don't get a fucking pet. Or there are a lot of cats in the shelter who are not affectionate. That's true. Who have trouble getting adopted because people want an affectionate cat. That is true. Get one of those cats who don't need a lot of attention. They have, They exist. This is why before you adopt a cat, usually, I mean, at least the rescue that we volunteer at, Right. They they will try and match the uh adopter with a cat that whose personality is right for their lifestyle. Exactly. For instance, a cat just was adopted that is not the most friendly cat because they wanted a companion for the cat rather than the humans who adopted yes. him. Yes. So it's like there's always a cat for the situation you're in. You gotta just be honest about what you want. Right. Um Obviously, this post went viral on social media, and this cat got like 50 applications almost immediately to be adopted. And he is going off to his new home, where I'm sure he will be getting lots of pets. Good. And Let me see a picture of him. I don't know that this is him, but I think he's an orange cat. But this just looks like a kind of random... There was I actually saw another um, story that was very similar of an affectionate cat. Uh, I mean, I get it because people do have this misperception that cats are not very affectionate, and it's that's not just true. not true. It's not true. So if you go into it with that, you're going to be disappointed because they're they're needy. Look, cats, <laughs> cats. Every cat has a different personality. That's the reality. But a lot of cats are very affectionate. Yeah, that's, I've always had affectionate cats, and I want that. I mean, look at Melon. We we can hear him right now. He's He's needy as hell. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. Um, so this is a story from The Smoking Gun. 
A heedless woman went on a topless church rampage. A heedless woman? She was heedless. <laughs> I first I thought it said headless, but that wouldn't make sense. She was heedless. She's a heed she's a hedonist. So this woman, um, she was topless when she broke into a church in North Dakota and she ripped a large statue of Jesus off the wall and caused the sculpture to crash to the floor, according to the cops who arrested her. Was the church in session? <laughs> No, she appeared to be under the influence. Did I always she, love that side. It's like, yeah, probably. Did she think there was an AA meeting happening? Oh, maybe because that happens in churches, right? Is it usually in Sometimes. the cathedral though? It's usually like in the the, it's the like cafeteria in the church basement. Usually, it's like some yeah. ugly room. Um, they responded Monday evening to St. Mary's Cathedral in Fargo, receiving a report that there was a topless female damaging the church. <laughs> <laughs> This sounds. This sounds like uh, it could be like um, a prophecy or something Whoa. coming true, right? Like a topless woman, she comes into the church into the, and destroys and, and destroys our Jesus statue. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know about. I don't church. know about church either. Um, I know more than you. You do but barely. You know. You know. You've actually been to church. Oh, absolutely. So. The police arrived after getting this report. They found Brittany Reynolds exiting the cathedral, and she still had no shirt or bra and was not wearing shoes as well. She was detained uh, because she obviously destroyed this property, even though she did it in a cool way. Can topless. I see a picture of her? Yeah. She's a she's a ginger. Oh, Desi. <laughs> Wait, let me see. She's got some... She's got a serious she, neck tattoo. She's got a really big neck. It looks like a dream catcher. It looks. It does look like a dream catcher. But it's almost like a necklace. I don't know if it's a dream catcher or not. It might it's be. It's a net. But she's got like a weird thing on her, the base of her neck. It looks like a Frankenstein scar. It's a tattoo though, like, right? That's a tattoo. Yeah. But it looks like a, yeah. one of those cartoon <laughs> scars. Yeah. Look, she looks... She's going through it. She's going through it. <laughs> this lady needs a nap. Get this lady some help. But I agree. If you're going to destroy a church, do it topless, and then they'll call you heedless. Mm. Um, So I have this um, story I wanted to go over. Reba McIntyre is opening a new restaurant, and she I wanted to go over her menu with you. Ooh. So this is um, going to be called Reba's Place, and this is from Delish. Delish Delish.com. Delish. Great food, food news source. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so this is going to have a lot of mouthwatering Southern style dishes. It is located in Atoka, Oklahoma. And I think they might have uh, plans to expand to other locations, nowhere near us. But some of the things on the menu include Choctaw beef steaks and chops, slow smoked brisket, Nashville hot chicken, Memphis style bologna sandwiches. Is that like a fried bologna sandwich? I guess. Uh, and then for dessert, they're going to have the banana puddings in a jar and strawberry shortcake. Um, I like this type of food. I like this menu. It sounds really good. It just kind of reminded me, we've talked about, we've done two, I don't know how many, how many, I think we've maybe done one or two on our Patreon talking about celebrity restaurants. Where we went through like the worst celebrity restaurants of all time. Wait, what was, wasn't there one that was like Hulk Hogan's pasta? It was Hulk Hogan's <laughs> pasta mania. Pasta mania. And that was like in the mall of America. But it just reminded me, it just reminds me, I, I'm sure we talked about this, we discussed this, but has there ever been 
a genuinely good celebrity, not like they had a stake in the restaurant, not that kind of restaurant, but like it was their, they were the face of the restaurant. It was their like Reba McIntyre's, Hulk Hogan's, whatever. Has there actually been a good one of those? Right. Not just someone who's like an investor behind a chef who isn't actually like famous chef. No, but uh, it was like their concept. Right. Their rest, they had their face on it. Other than Danny Trejo. Uh, you know what? Danny Trejo might be the only example I can think of, at least off the top of my head, whose re- two restaurants in LA are actually good. Yeah. I mean, that's the only person I can think of where they're the face and they seem to be the one behind the concept as I, well. Actually, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Actually, I guess he has three technically because of the donuts and coffee shop. So he has two tacos. Two places. taco places. Which one's are similar. A, one's a cantina and one's a like a taco place. There was one thing. I'm sorry. I was looking for this Reba because I did see this. I had a different article open. It must have accidentally got closed because one thing that seemed super appealing to me was she had like a, I'm going to call it like a white trash charcuterie. <laughs> <laughs> With like what? It like was like the Ritz pimento crackers? cheese and like. Yeah, Ritz crackers, but like it was like slightly elevated, but it was like more southern inspired fare. I just remember the pimento cheese, which is very southern, and I like it. It's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would go to this restaurant. In fact, when we do our next AMA, I have some answers for the woman who wanted us to pick uh, a specific food by state. Yes. So I, I've thought about it a lot, probably too much. Speaking of which, this is a good time to plug our Patreon. On Patreon, Desi and I have been doing multiple AMAs. We did one hour-long AMA recently, and then we did we we had a bunch of overflow AMA questions, so we've been sprinkling those in, in into our after shows. So if you want to ask us anything, join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Send us a message with the with the uh Subject AMA and ask us a question and we'll answer it on our after show. And you'll, if you listen to those episodes, you'll see the types of questions we're getting are very fun and interesting. Yeah. Don't ask me if I'm a squirter. Don't ask that question. <laughs> Where'd that come from? <laughs> you never know. You know, I agree. We, we only, I was impressed because we only got one gross question from a guy. That's true. Only one. And we're not going to answer your question. No, because I gross, didn't, we it was skip gross. It. Um, so, well, speaking of gross, <laughs> great. <laughs> this is from TMZ. There was a sh- there was a robbery at Circus of Books. Oh no! Yes, you know what they stole? What surveillance footage at famed adult store Circus of Books in West Hollywood shows a shopper snatching giant sex toys off the display table and tucking them under their arms and walking right out the front door. They stole um, a 30-inch tall dildo. Wow. (laughs) I mean, we're lucky they just put it under their arm. (laughs) There's one way to... That's one way. There's another way you could smuggle something like that out. Yeah. I'm just saying. Right. So, yeah, this this retails for almost $700. Can I see a picture of it? I don't think we can see it, but look at at that arm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's carrying it out. He's carrying it out. He's ca- Sorry, I just want to see. Do you see the long, how I long? I see how long it is. Oh, it is big. It is like, it is huge. It, I mean, that 30 is- inches, that's 
almost three feet. It's like two and a half feet. Yeah. So that's, and it's probably in a package, which makes it even a bigger thing to carry out. But right? he's just carrying it out. Like it's not, on, it's, it's not very subtle because it looks like he's got a puffy jacket with a huge dildo underneath. And it's not packaged. It's fat too. It's a fat, big dildo. Maybe he's stuck it in the armhole. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Of a jacket. Yeah. So they had this on video. Um, the ca- the cashier tries to spring into the action once they notice this big dick oh, is he being. He did this while they were open. Yes. He, <laughs> he walked didn't break, in. He didn't break in. He just no. Did. He walked in and stole this huge dick. Oh my god! Hmm. Wait. Oh wait. Here's a here's an even better image. Let me see. Oh, I see. See, there's the dildo. Okay. It's and a, here's him walking out with it. <gasps> oh, he's carrying it like it's a log. He's carrying it over his shoulder. Yeah. Like it's like some lumber. They let, said they've seen see similar this. incidents. Uh, so this is almost like, I don't think this is, I think this is a decor item. Uh, so he's the, oh wait, I was going to read something as if it was like important, but it's just TMZ being like, the old saying is go big or go home. <laughs> Some people clearly prefer to go big and go home. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I mean, I don't think they want this dildo back, even if they caught the guy. Yeah. The cashier did try to go after the guy. Um, The video cuts to the cashier, then carrying the dildo back into the store. So he did get it back and returned it to the display table where it was. Um, So, yeah. He got it back. That's so cool. Wait, they did get it back. Yeah. But did he they went get- after the guy and just got it back and put it back on the display table. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like this guy had it, the dildo was at large for three days. No, it wasn't at large. What was the thing that someone stole? The hot dog? The hot dog statue. Yeah. That, yeah. that was more dramatic. This but it, guy got the dildo back, and I guess this guy didn't fight for it. But what I'm saying is if the dildo had been missing for three days, you wouldn't want that back after three days. No, because you're like, where was that? And this is very detailed. Look at all those like indentations. It's a very uh, lifelike dildo. Despite the size. It's big. Um, now, I think I covered this story or one of us did, about the people who fell into the chocolate vat at the M&M factory. You covered this. <laughs> I covered this. Didn't th- they die? No. Okay, good. There's an update. No, I wouldn't laugh. Uh, <laughs> I only laugh if they fell in <laughs> and didn't die. Okay, good. So the candy company, um, which is Mars Wrigley, is facing a fine for this finally. These two work two workers fell into the vat of chocolate uh, at the Pennsylvania factory This took place in 2021, and obviously uh, they're facing some OSHA violations because they obviously didn't adequately train uh, these people to operate the the equipment, and this was including dealing with this partially filled vat of chocolate. The two men fell into the um, vat, much like, what's the kid's name? Augustus Gloop. And this forced the firefighters to cut a hole in the side of the vat and let them pour out. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did the people come out of the hole? I think so. Where's this from? Can I see a picture? There's no picture of the people coming out of the hole. Oh. I wish. <laughs> I wish This is from video. Food and Wine, our, our, our old go-to. I know. I was like, well, let's see the flow. I don't know why I thought there was going to be footage of them I know. No, it's out. just a fucking sw- chocolate swirl. It's oh. like, that's not what we want. No. We want actual video of these, we want this the rescue. Footage. And if I was in the vat, I'd want video of that too. <laughs> I want to see me coming out of a hole. When are you ever going to have that happen again? Never. So embarrassing. Uh, so these people, you know, they had 
they had some minor injuries. One was more injured and had to go to the hospital, but they're both fine. Now, um, yeah, and this isn't their first violation. They've had other uh, things happen. The so, Mars factory? Yeah, so they need to get on top of this chocolate vat. Yeah. And let me, I'll, t- I'll help them. <laughs> Protect your workers. Protect your workers. You can't be whatever you're doing up there. Yeah. Are they like swirling the chocolate with a big fucking paddle? Like they're a fucking Keebler elf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you picture them like Keebler elves up there. I. It's kind of <laughs> crazy to think that people like what, how, what do you, how do you turn that into candy? If you have a huge vat of chocolate, I look, I could watch videos of candy things being made in factories yeah all day long i love i love an assembly line video remember like on mr rogers how sometimes he would go to like the crayon factory or something oh yeah or sesame street too yeah sesame street always had those i remember the crown ones and them being wrapped in the paper Mm, it was satisfying do you know what i i I liked doing taking the paper off a crown yeah that was always very satisfying to me um, no, I love seeing like, well, people have sent us the Viennettas being made. Yes. And that is a good one. Uh, That's a good video. Some of them I don't like. Like, I don't want to see how my chicken nuggets are made. Don't show me that. Anything with meat is usually gross. I don't want to see a meat. But I like seeing melted chocolate flow. Yeah. And just, I would love to see how M&Ms are made. Me how do too. they get those little chocolate ovals into can- hard candy shells? You know that that hard candy shell gets poured over and it's on a grate and it flows down. Or it's sprayed kind of. Ooh. I want to see that. Please send us an M&M making video. We should go to a candy factory. I would love to go to a factory tour. I love factory tours. One time when I was in school, like elementary school, I remember we went to the teddy bear factory and I remember being so fucking excited on the bus going there and it was the most boring fucking thing of my life. Like I just thought it was going to be like a room filled with teddy bears. Yes. I I mean, that can be bad. Look, I just had this idea in my head of what it was going to be like. And it was not like that at all. Um, I didn't cover this story because it's kind of like, who cares? Um, The Megan Fox machine gun Kelly breakup stuff. Yeah. But one aspect I did find incredibly funny is that, um, after before she deleted her Instagram, she followed Harry Styles, Timothy Chalamet, and, and Eminem. Right, right. <laughs> Which I find to be very funny. It was it was funny. It was petty. I love Megan Fox. I hope she's okay. I think she'll be okay, but she's probably going to be embarrassed because she their relationship was very public, and they yeah. were kind of doing weird performative yeah. stuff. So I'm sure she's kind of like, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. he's like younger. I'm and- a stan. I've been a stan of her since day one. I love her. You got to, f- I-, I feel for her. Yeah. Because I'd be embarrassed too. I'd be like, ugh. Machine gun <laughs> I did this for this guy and <laughs> right. he cheats on me. Right. Fuck this guy. Fuck him. We stan um, Megan Fox. So yeah, that's that. We'll be back. Great news stories, Desi. <laughs> Thank you. No, honestly, that was a real grab bag. We will take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Desi, I just want to spread the good word about Criminal Minds Evolution, which Mm. is technically season 16 of the show. Right. It is so good. Ooh. I am actually, like, I was going to watch it regardless, but I am very, very impressed by how they've done it. It is a departure from the series, but it is, but a lot of your favorite things about it are still there, obviously, but it's heightened because it's, it's streaming. It's on Paramount Plus, so it's not network right. anymore. So, look, I was scandalized the first time I heard the characters say fuck and fucking and mm. shit. They're yeah. swearing in it now. And Isn't after- it weird how you notice that? You know- Even though you watch shows with cursing in it as no, well? but when it's like... The same thing happened to me when um, The Good Fight... Oh, right. Because The Good Fight was streaming only. So seeing these characters I saw on The Good Wife suddenly swearing, it was like kind of shocking. Yeah. Um, It's shot differently. It tonally feels very noirish. The pacing is completely different because the season covers like this one arc of this one serial killer they're trying to find. However, throughout the season, 
there are other cases peppered in that they have to solve. Right. So you still get a little procedural vibe, but it's mostly about this one story, this one guy they're trying to get. It's part of you like, why are you taking so long with this one? Yes. <laughs> yes. But what's funny is they've, up, they've, um, they've amped up the realism in this show, oh. which I find funny and interesting because now they actually have like, like more red tape to go through and you oh. see more of the like office politics and sort of the bureaucracy side of it right. where it's like, yeah, that seems a little more realistic than the like, good job team. We did it again. We have an unlimited budget for our unit. And we never have to go through any red tape. Yeah. Yeah. No, now they're going, like they would go through red tape sometimes on criminal minds and they would have like bosses, like FBI bosses who were dicks but it would always get resolved and they just seemingly had this unlimited budget. Also, they never get in trouble when they break protocols. Yeah. Do you know they, what I mean? They do. There are, there are, they do have that, but it is definitely a lot like, cause they do do things where they get in trouble. Right. I haven't series. seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet. Cause you're not that deep. It's just more, okay, here's an example. So, um, <laughs> they lost the jet. Because the FBI was like, we don't have the budget for you guys to have a fucking private jet. Yeah, because they are always jetting off. Yeah, they have a jet where they. <laughs> That's so, true. Because like, this is not, they're not flying commercial. You're right. <laughs> no, they have a private jet, but it's really funny because like they're just, like the FBI was like, you guys can't have a fucking private jet to go to all your every single location you're going to. Well, the funny thing is how unnecessary that is to begin with. We don't ever need to see them really traveling at all. No, you know but, I mean? but it is such an important piece of the series. It's like the jet is like uh, another character in the show at some right. point. It's funny. Because they're, you're, they're, when they're going back, you hear the quote. Yeah. <laughs> and they're on the plane after the case. It's definitely this this season, the reboot has a more noirish tone. Like I said before, you see a lot more behind the scenes of like, you know, David Rossi staying in a gross motel room and racking his brain over the case and his life's yeah. falling apart because of some some other thing that's yeah. happened. Um, and we he, love a life falling apart. We love a detective <laughs> with their life falling apart. Um, I'm really impressed by it. It's really great. I'm really happy it got picked up for a second season or another yeah. another season. They're calling it season 16. Right. Um, but... It is kind of interesting how streaming has created this new archetype of a show. Yeah. It's kind of like, this was already on, and here it is again. It's season 16, but it's different. <laughs> like, Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, yeah. and it's only six episodes or whatever it is. It's also, um, they have the freedom to be more creative. So it's not like, Brendan was pointing out how the show is lit differently yeah. than it was. It's not lit to just see all the actors' faces. It's lit more artistically. Right. There's more like shadows and it's it's uh more cinematic. Yeah. I would say and like I like I mentioned before the pacing is completely different, but it's good. Yeah. It's really good. Cool. I'm really enjoying it. Um I'm almost done or I'm almost completely caught up. I don't know how many episodes there is, but the most recent episode was episode 10 and it dropped oh. it dropped like a week ago. So I don't know if that was the season finale or not. I'm not sure. Did you watch it? No, I'm on episode. I just finished episode seven. Oh, I see. So there's ten episodes, as far as you know. And I that binged might be the it. End. We binged it. I'm shocked you didn't finish it. <laughs> I really am. It's so good, and it's also they've upped the gore too because it's streaming, right? 
Um, I did finish you, or the first half, because right. it's like the next half is dropping in a month. Bullshit. Don't yeah. drop things that way. I don't like it. <laughs> I hate it. Because um, like you kind of see how many episodes is, and you're like, oh, I'll bang through these six episodes really fast, or five episodes, whatever it was. And then when you get to the end, you're like, well, this isn't wrapping up. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? And then it's a cliffhanger. Ugh. It's such a trashy show, but I, I really like it. Yeah. Um, it's terrible uh, in every way. But um, I don't know. I don't know why it's so watchable. It's in London. I was laughing because this episode or this series season is in London. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of... British actors and the characters all have very British names. Yeah. The the, the funny thing about you is how um whatever location they're in, they take it to the the nth degree. They they do such a cliche <laughs> of that location. And it's this way with London as well cuz it's like the characters are like Roald, Reese, Gemma, right. Phoebe. <laughs> Just like Yeah. <laughs> everything is very British. Uh they're all borderline royalty and rich and like You've got the Soho art scene. It's just like very cliched, but funny. Yeah. Um, and they're really letting Penn Badgley look super hot mm-hmm. this season. He's all bearded. Right. Um, and I can't believe no one's caught this guy yet. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> he's really good. I still haven't watched the third season. Oh, you gotta, because that's set in the Bay Area. Right. Or whatever. Northern California, but it's very cliched. Yeah. Uh, Gluten free yeah. jokes. <laughs> right. It's always jokes from like 10 years ago. Yes. Because the L- when they did LA a few years ago, it was like, all right, these are like really hack LA jokes from 10 years ago. Well, in fact, the only season they didn't really do it was New York. And I think it's because the first season, I don't think so. I it was not was a, as bad. It was not as bad. They did a couple things where it was like, no New Yorker lives like this. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, like that, but it was not the same as the LA and San Francisco ones right. for sure. Um, and I wonder if it's because at some point they decided to embrace the fact that they're not a good show. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that they're not trying to be hyper realistic. Yeah. And I feel like the New York season, they were still like, cause I think maybe that was based on a book. Uh, yeah. And I think at some point they're like kind of like, okay, we're trash and that's fine. But we love that. Trash shows are valid and they're Oh, absolutely. And it takes skill to make a good trash show. It's so watchable. Like there's yeah. like no problem. And we say that lovingly. We're not dis- Oh yeah. We're not trash dis- is a fucking compliment for me. We're not dis- <laughs> we're not disparaging the show. Absolutely not. I'm I love the show and I'm upset that I have to wait a month. So yeah, that's what I've been watching. I did watch, um, I told you I watched Body Heat. That's from- Just for fun? Yeah, that's uh, from the 80s. It's a film noir, like a neo-noir movie with Kathleen Turner and William Hurt. It was pretty good. I liked it. Um, And then, well, I was listening to the 90s, the, I'm sorry, erotic 80s. You must remember this. And I I listened to one on Fatal Attraction. Mm. One of my favorites. I want to rewatch that. I haven't seen it in a while. Ugh. It's interesting because she talks a little bit about Michael Douglas yeah. and his rise. Yeah. Because he was not a really big star until I think before Fatal Attraction with Romancing the Stone. Yes. Uh, and he was kind of like on the way out. 
And people weren't sure about casting him in this uh, Fatal Attraction movie, but he somehow got it. And even more interesting was the casting of Glenn Close, because these people did not want to cast her. They I'm didn't think so she was glad. hot. I'm so glad they did. Yeah. I'm so glad they did. It's weird to hear the commentary because she'll have quotes um, from them at the time. Yeah. And it's kind of like they're pretty disparaging of her. <laughs> it's like she's a human being. You can't just be like, yeah, she's not that attractive, but she sold the role <laughs> or like whatever. Like, But here's what people don't understand is maybe... The I maybe Glenn Close isn't like uh to to Hollywood like your classical whatever beauty I put in quotes right, but she is very hot and sexy in that movie. Well, and that's sort of always one of my complaints with people. I was like, hot is more than just a physical thing. Like, yeah, there's a whole vibe to it. Yeah. Because someone could be physically hot and then they open their mouth and you're like, ooh. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It can yeah. be ruined very easily. But she, I can't imagine anyone else in that role. Right. And it, it was a very interesting episode because obviously the wife in that movie, Ann Archer, is more of the typical Hollywood beauty standard, especially back then. Yeah. And I think that contrast... It was just interesting the hate she got, too, at the time. That's so sad. We've talked about this again and again. Michael Douglas, my favorite genre of his movies. I mean, he's like, Michael Douglas fucks the wrong chick. Right. And this was really the start of it. Yeah. Because uh, he, he, it's it's funny because it's like this question we had been asking ourselves, like, when did he become this thing? And it was really Fatal Attraction yes. that did it. Yes. And put him in this kind of like, oh, he's so irresistible. Uh <laughs> women boil bunnies for him. <laughs> I, I don't get it, but I love him. I do too. And I think someone like commented on something like, I love Mike. It's like, we love Michael we Douglas. We love Michael Douglas. <laughs> I just think it's an interesting career. And like, how did he get to that point? Yeah. Considering that he's like not some huge stud looking guy or whatever. Like, no. it's interesting to me. But the most beautiful women destroy their lives and him for him. Yes. In these movies. Yeah. So And he's married to Also one- his he was already older when he got these roles. Yeah. Like he was already in his forties. Right. So that's also a late start to become a hunk. Yeah. Uh I mean men can get away with it. <laughs> for <laughs> right. sure. They let men do it. But yeah, so that's a very good series. I'm excited. I'm working my way year by year. They also had a really good um series or episode on Zalman King Hmm. and Nine and a Half Weeks and Wild Orchid and all of those movies. Yeah. I was thinking we got to do like a Mickey Rourke episode. Yeah, we should. And especially also Carrie Otis, her biography sounds really good. Ooh, Carrie Otis. Yeah. Because that- She was like a wild child model. Yeah. 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 Totally. Before, Before Mickey- and yes. this episode gave some background on her. And I was like, ooh, I want to know more. Yeah. And her biography is really like, she goes deep and she tells everything. So yeah. it could be a juicy biography to read as well. But yeah, she definitely had a hard life uh, early on. Yeah. And their relationship is absolute chaos and right. destructive. But now she's married to um, a biologist and she has kids. That's nice. Yeah. So yeah. She, she got her way out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all I've been. That's my media consumption. Would you eat? Eat? Hmm. I didn't really eat anything. 
good. <laughs> You've is, had some good things. I made nachos on Super Bowl Sunday. I here's my thing. I I did order Zanku and I saw that they had wings. Mm. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna get those wings. This is the longest delivery I ever had. It took over an hour to get it. Oh, and I have no. no idea why. Was it on Super Bowl Sunday? No, it was Saturday before. Okay. Uh, maybe a lot of people were cooking for Super Bowl Sunday and they ordered dinner that night. Yeah. The night before. Right. Um, anyway, by the time it got to me, it was not very hot. Um, oh. Which is fine. I'm not, I'm not complaining. But I put the wings in my air fryer and honestly, they were so good. So then I was like, I'm going to make wings. I can't well, believe you're an air fryer head now. Because it's good. Yeah. <laughs> These wings came out so good. I was like, mm, and there was only four. And I was like, I should have got like double. Yeah. I just didn't know if they were good there. Wait, you only ordered four wings? This, it was like a small order. I just got like a side order. Yeah. Because I had other food. Oh, okay. Um, I was like, wait. This, no, I was like, let me try them. And so yeah. I got a small order. And then I was like, these are good. I should have got a big order. But then I was like, I'll make my own wings. I got Frank's Red Hot mm. sauce, but no, there was no wings available to me because it was Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> and even yesterday, I went to the grocery store again, and they still didn't stock up. Oh, So can no. you guys calm down and leave me some wings? Because I want to make homemade buffalo wings uh, in the air fryer, and then I'm going to stick them in that Frank's Red Hot butter sauce. Ooh, and make um, some blue cheese dressing on the side. I've never made my own buffalo wings. Well, I think it's going to be real easy in the air fryer. Yeah, because that's going to crisp up that skin real good. Yeah, because you don't have to just you have to fry them. No, and then I'm going to fucking put them in that bowl of butter hot sauce. That butter hot <laughs> sauce is so good. Why is it so good? It's really good. So I haven't been able to get wings though. I was thinking I was like maybe I can chunk up some chicken breast and make. Like that's sad, but it's not the same. It's thing. not the same. It'll be good though, because that butter hot sauce is good on I everything. Mean, we love buffalo buffalo sauce. Yeah, uh, I think it would be still good, but not the same. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you out. That skin. I got a lot of red hot sauce. I got the big jar, and it's <laughs> extra hot. So they make are, Frank's extra hot. Yeah, that was the only one left because I bet you everyone bought the the red hot. Right, but no. So I only had extra hot, but that's fine. That's I like good spicy. To me. Yeah. So yeah, that's my plan. And then I am going to, people were talking about it on the Discord. I am going to do my French, my first French recipe this week. Okay. But have we decided what we're all making this week? Oh, well, we haven't decided. We need to decide as a group. Okay. Well, should I just tell everyone what I want to (laughs) do? Am I in charge? I thought the lady who came up with the idea was picking. Okay. We got to go into the Discord and pick, do our French, we have a French food club. Right, uh, group where we're all going to make a French recipe. Once, we can, once we can. A week. Uh, I would like to do basic things first that you need to know how to do to do the bigger ones. Yes, like I would be down with the shoe pastry because I've never been successful making that. I've never even attempted to make a shoe. I think I attempted it once, and then I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, and because it, it came out bad, and I was like, What did I do? Yeah, it's hard. I bet it's really hard because you have to heat the. The, the dough. I don't know why my mother isn't in the Discord yet because she would be all over this. Yeah. So I think maybe we can pick a few things. Oh, update, by the way. So I had to remember how we were waiting for my mom to text us in the group chat if she knew the streaker. Oh, yeah. Like we didn't want to ask her. We just wanted to wait till she listened to the episode. So it had been like several weeks since that episode aired. 
And I finally asked her the other day, I was like, mom, did you listen to this episode, two Oscar scandals? And yeah. she's like, no, I haven't listened to it yet. You guys put out so much content. I'm behind. Wow. I'm like, we do put out a lot of content. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, she listened to it and she said, ha, 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 ha. No, I did not know that guy, but I might have. Like, I, it, yes, I, I, it's possible. <laughs> she's like, I knew people like him. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. I okay. mean, look, it, it it was worth a guess. Absolutely. I assumed that my m- mother knew the streaker. Well, it wasn't out of the realm of possibilities. It was not out of the realm of possibilities. So, well, we can't get any inside juice. If your parent was also a hippie in the San, in San Francisco <laughs> Bay Area in the 70s, you might have known my mom. That's true. She got around. She got, <laughs> <laughs> She partied. She had a good yeah. time. No, I agree. It's like if you were in San Francisco during that period, I feel like everyone kind of knew each other. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, my dad knows like the most random people. Right. And, and my mom does from, too. Yeah, you have it from both sides. I have it from both sides. Yes. Yeah. Well, so that's disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> I we wanted a, little, a story. I wanted a story about the streaker, but I'm sure she has other good stories. Yeah, hopefully we can come up with a subject matter. She's been in a hot tub with Joey Ramone before. Ooh. So we both have that Joey Ramone connection. I know. Yeah. Um anyway, so you didn't you didn't eat anything. You had nachos. I made nachos for Super Bowl Sunday and it was good. Did you just have beans on them? Yeah, I didn't have meat. Yeah. I I don't I didn't that's like too many steps. Cuz you got to season the meat and cook it and it's got to be like really good. I didn't just want like plain shredded chicken on there. I just did Refried black beans, um, a blend of Monterey Jack and cheddar cheese, mm. and I did homemade guacamole, store bought salsa because I didn't. Oh, I needed to throw these together quickly. New York City. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got my salsa from New York City. There's some good store bought salsas. It's like you know the kind they have at Gelson's that's in the little. Refrigerated section. Oh yeah, it wasn't even like jarred. It was. I like, like the Frontera brand. This was jarred Casa Sanchez, oh. and I got Casa Sanchez like restaurant style, thick and crispy chips. Mm, yeah, because you need a thick, sturdy chip for loaded nachos. Yes, and then I was telling Desi yesterday when we were heading to Pilates class, I was like, I ate so much sour cream this weekend mm. because when I am making my own nachos, I control the amount of sour cream. On the nachos, and I'm putting a lot because you know what? It's the best for a plain chip. I love a plain chip <laughs> with sour cream. It's good. It's so good. But this, these were loaded with all other, and I put sliced jalapenos on top. I like fresh sliced, jalapenos. I like that on my nachos. Yeah, I do too. I, I like love, a little bite. Now let me give you um, a hot tip and cilantro <laughs> in the future for anyone listening who has a Trader Joe's or access to Trader Joe's. They sell cooked carnitas. In the meat section, mm-hmm. that's the best invention ever. I, I chop it up now and put it in the air fryer. <laughs> I do, dude. Because I like you, you. Normally, I cooked it in the oven for a while and crisped up the cubes. Yeah. it's already cooked and already like shreddy and nice. Mm-hmm. And it's so I, I've turned on so many people, and they're like, "I'll never make homemade again." I, I mean, I will because I'm crazy. But it's the best thing when you want to have um, carnitas tacos. It takes quick no and time, easy. quick and easy. Stick it in the air fryer for 10 minutes and you get all these crunchy cubes. Now, what if you don't have an air fryer? Can you stick it in the oven? You can put it in the oven. Okay. Just cube it still. It'll just take a little longer. It's yeah. just as good. And all you do is put salt on it. 
It doesn't need anything else. Yum. It's really good. Um, so that's a hot tip for you from Trader Joe's uh, if you have that and, store. And I also made a giant skillet cookie. It was going to be a chocolate chip cookie, mm. but when I was making the cookie, I was like, honey, can you hand me the chocolate chips? He's like, I didn't see any chocolate chips when he unpacked the groceries. And the level of panic. <laughs> I was sweating. I was sweating to the oldies. I, the, look, the, the, the chocolate chips, they didn't end up in my cart. Yeah. During my grocery mm. run. They did not end up in my cart. I thought I, I thought they were there. So it was a chipless chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. It was a brown sugar cookie. It was still delicious. Well, the dough of chocolate chip cookies is good. It's good. It's, no, it's, it's yummy. Yeah. So I had that with vanilla ice cream on top, and it was good. I appreciate you making the best of it. I made the best. <laughs> I, I did almost cry. I'd cry too. I've had that panic before where I'm in the midst of making something and I realize I don't have a certain ingredient, yeah. like vanilla or something. Right. Like that's happened to me a lot because I always have tons of vanilla. Right. So every once in a while I'm like, wait, I have zero? Like there's and not I, even extra jar somewhere. And I also usually always have chocolate chips. Because yeah. it's a staple if you're a baker. I always I often have chocolate chips too. Like Yeah. Uh, Plus I like to just eat them. Me too. It's one of my favorite snacks. Yeah. I dip I put a little bowl of peanut butter and I oh sprinkle chocolate chips on them and I eat that. <laughs> That's a good snack. It's like a table it's like a little tablespoon of peanut butter with some chocolate chips on it. It gets your sweet tooth satisfied. Yeah. And you're kinda like, Well, it's peanut butter. It's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's got protein. Get some protein, a little sweet. It's yummy. That sounds oh, yeah. good. Well, I'm going to go to a big dinner tonight, so I'll report on that next week. Yes. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna, I'll figure out the French food we're going to do this. I'll coordinate, coordinate with the group. Coordinate with the group. We'll figure out what the first thing we're going to make is. If we you, can do it together if you want. Yeah, we should do it together. We can do it together and we'll post some pics on the Discord yeah. of our process. Yeah. And with Melon, uh, us yelling at Melon to get off the fucking countertop. With a footprint. And our dough. Oh, I do want to make lady fingers because that's a essential um, ingredient in a lot of French desserts to have these stale lady fingers. Yeah. And you can freeze them, I heard. Really? Yes, because I was kind of like, what am I going to do with fucking all these lady fingers? Did you make them? No, but I have made um, I have made chiffon cake before. And it's very similar, but you pipe it out rather yeah. than do it in a tray. Um, so I, I'm, I have experience um, leavening things with egg whites. Like yes. I'm good at that. Yes. So uh, it's just the piping. That's where I fuck up a lot of things because I've also made macarons and like the piping is hard. Yeah. Especially if, if you don't, like I have, I've made some flat macarons. Without the little feet. Your feet didn't <laughs> develop. They, I, I, you know what happens sometimes? If you get literally one pin drop of egg yolk in your whites. Yeah, forget they won't, it. They Fucking won't. forget it. And so sometimes I'm like, it's fine. No, it's, and never, it's fine. never fine. It's never fine. So I've wasted plenty of egg whites. But I did make one successful batch of macarons. So we're doing like French pastry technique. Here's my thing. Like I have both art of the French cook um, of French cooking cookbooks. So I'm go. I was I was initially when I spoke about it going through the dessert section, and she starts off with very basic recipes that are the foundation for a lot of desserts, like Charlotte's, right, uh, and different Bavarian creams. Uh, so it's like the first recipes are like creme anglaise, yeah, uh, lady fingers, praline, um, and different things like that. Yeah. So. 
I wanted to just start from the beginning. I've made a lot of pastry creams before. I've made a ton of pastry creams. I'm not going to make that, but I haven't made lady fingers. Then the first desserts are a lot of cream-based over lady fingers. Bavarian cream is like a gelatin cream yeah. type dessert. And you and it's a lot of it's also molded in those nice fancy French molds. I need to get one of those. Me too. They're so pretty. Yeah. But the Bavarian cream looks really good to me. Like all the different flavors. So I want to try making that. There's also like this technique where she glazes a mold with caramel. And that helps it come out because you heat it and then the caramel melts. Mm. So there's all that kind of stuff I just think would be fun to do. Yeah. Uh, and I've always wanted to make a Charlotte. I never and I've made never that. made one. So that's why I need those fucking lady fingers. Yeah. Well, we'll decide in that we're, if you want to join our disco, Discord or our disco, our disco, uh, subscribe to our Patreon and you can access the Discord through the link there. Which I have to change every week. Which we have to update every week to get access. But you can access it. And the Discord's really fun. There's various rooms in the Discord where you can chat about different things. So if you want to join the French cooking Discord or server channel, it's there. You don't have to be bored by it on the other channels. Yeah, that's what we made. We made a variety of categories. We even have a category for LA locals. If you live here. Yeah. I'll make other towns. I and just we don't have know other what. towns. Yeah. We'll do other towns. And we also have a channel for Bitch Slap, our, yeah. our Melrose Place podcast. Yep. Okay. Okay. That's Bye. it. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.